Go with me to John, please. John 14. We've seen that the scripture talks about where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And we all, with an open face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. How does God change us? By what we see. You know, it's no surprise that technology has caught on like it has in the areas of uh, video and audio. Yeah, it's just, I mean, if you'd have told people a hundred years ago what we'd have today in these areas, it would have just boggled their mind. But we need to watch it. One reason why we take to it so readily and quickly, and it's easy for us to get addicted to it, is because we're spirit beings made to feed on vision. Are you with me? We're made to feed on vision. And there's a spiritual law that you become what you behold. Not sometime, not part of the time. It's a law. I heard uh, somebody on a news program debating about some folks that were the worst sexual criminals and offenders. And they were theorizing they had found out that they had really delved into pornography and all kind of terrible, violent pornography and just fed on it night and day. And they were surmising, theorizing, wonder if that had anything to do with them winding up committing these crimes. Well, there's no need to debate about it. You become what you behold. It's a law. It's a law. Be it bad or be it good. Be it good. How many remember that after Jesus is raised from the dead, the disciples are used of God to work miracles. And the authorities took note of them that they had been with Jesus. Well, what does that mean? Well, they'd been with Jesus. While they had been with Jesus, what was going on? They were seeing him, weren't they? They were hearing him and seeing him and hearing him and seeing him. And the next thing you know, they're acting like him. They're doing what he did. Well, the enemy is all the time trying to get us to watch his video. He wants to show you sin. He wants to show you perversion. And defilement. He wants to show you violence. And he wants to show you failure. He has. High definition. (laughs) Discs of you failing. And dying. Now it hasn't happened. It's fiction. (laughs) But he knows. If he can get you to watch it. It will produce an image of failure in you that you will adapt to and change to. I know uh, 
having the privilege of working in Brother Kenneth Hagin's ministry in the healing school for a number of years, I learned and saw when people had been diagnosed with terminal diseases and no hope, when they lay there and get quiet, and they're just quiet, and you come try to talk to them, and then they won't talk, they're just quiet, what are they doing all day and all night? They're watching something in their mind's eye. What are they watching? The devil is playing a, a video for them, isn't he? It's of them getting worse and worse and dying, and people will lay there and imagine their funeral. And imagine their graveside and imagine and imagine. Friend, you cannot do that and be healed and live. You feed on death, death's going to manifest. And that's why when you're under attack particularly, you can't afford to look at a bunch of stuff. And people may not understand it, but if you're pressed about something and pushed about something, you don't even need to hear it brought up. You don't need to watch documentaries about it. You don't need to hear people tell about their problems and their symptoms. You need to see something else. You've got to get something else in your eyes and in your ears and in your mind. Because you've got right now a vision of death in yourself and you've got to get that changed or else you'll perish. It's true financially. It's true ministerially. It's true maritally. The devil will come. Especially if you have a little trouble. And he'll just show you that you're imagining it getting worse. Or that it'll never be any better. He wants you to be discouraged. He wants to rob you of your hope and your faith. He wants to get an image of you. That's just total failure. And why try to stick it out? Why try to work? It's not going anywhere anyway. It's not going to be any better. No matter what I do, it'll never be any better. That's a lie. I said that's a lie. We believe in the Almighty God with whom nothing is too hard or too difficult. We believe all things are possible to Him that believes. All means all. That means it's possible for me to live even though everybody says I can't. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Even though my own body says I can't. Amen. It's still possible Amen. for me to live. <laughs> it means we can make it in our marriage no matter what has happened in the past, how horrible, how terrible it is, how little we feel for each other. Doesn't matter. All things are possible to him that believes. It can change. It can get better. It can get good. You have a little issue in your ministry. You lose a few people. or Your money is down. The devil will come right in there and say, this is just the beginning. You are on the beginning of a downward spiral. You better just bail out now. Save yourself some trouble. Now there's... Man, I ministered for another part of the country. Has a great church, good church, strong church. And yet, for several years, it wasn't very big. And he told me, he said, Brother Keith, he said, I must have had three or four ministers come by and tell me, oh, you know, you might as well just close this thing up. 
and uh, nothing's going on here. You know, just <laughs> people that he had fellowship with, people that he had some respect for. You know, one of the, one of the most terrible things as a child of God is to realize the devil used you, yes, used your mouth yes, to rob somebody of their faith yes, and their vision. That's one of the most awful things to realize. It's real simple. If you can't help somebody, <laughs> if you can't encourage them some way, can you tell me what you should do? Shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> right? <laughs> the enemy is always trying to get vision in us, and we need to watch because now we've got all these different ways of vision getting into us that previous generations didn't have. I mean, we can have a video screen on our wrist. We can have five video screens in our car while we go down the road, right? I mean, we can have pictures bombarding our eyes 24-7, and it is not good. I said, it's not good. Because while you're seeing all these pictures, there's some you're not seeing. Are y'all with me? If you got your eyes and your ears and your mind filled up with all these visions and pictures from the world all the time, when are we seeing from the Lord? These things are taking the place. They're displacing it. And the serious thing is we're becoming what we're beholding. And because so many times it's gradual and because so many times so many other people are moving the same direction as us, it's not as noticeable. But how about let's move in the other way. Let's, and a bunch of us move together, right? Just because it's on and just because it's going doesn't mean you need to hear it. And how many know that there is knowledge seemingly unlimited? On the internet, you can do a search and come back with three million hits. But should you sit there and try to go through them? We don't need to know everything. I said we don't need to know everything. There's a whole lot of stuff we'd be better off not knowing. Didn't the Bible say in evil we should be simple? But in things of God, wise. We ought to be dumb about evil stuff. We're not dumb enough when it comes to evil and perversion. When somebody starts talking about some sin, we ought to go, huh, what? What is that? What? Instead, too often people go, "Mm mm-hmm. As they know entirely too much about it. (laughs) Why am I talking about this? Because the big problem with this is that it's displacing the God vision. Because you can't reach up and turn on the TV for God vision. How do you get God vision? Well, where is he? That's what I'm talking about right now. That's why you're in John. Let me talk about three ways that God gets his vision into us. Number one, 
And I mean number one. God gets his vision into us. Can you guess what I'm going to say? Through his word. Somebody say number one. Number one. John 14. Eight and nine. Philip said, Lord, show us. Show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Are we talking about the Word? Is He the Word? He is the Word made flesh. And if you've seen the Word... You've seen God. I know in the very beginning days of uh, my being hungry for God as a teenager. I was born again quite young but didn't grow in the things of God till my uh, late teens. And uh, when I got hungry, God was dealing with me about the ministry. I didn't have a clue. I had some other plans. Didn't cross my mind that I'd be a preacher. And he began to deal with me, deal with me, and I knew there was something. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something he was trying to get across to me. And I I said, well, Lord, tell me. Talk to me. Of course, I'm carnal and I'm natural, so I'm wanting to see something natural. I'm wanting to hear something with my ears and see something with these eyes. And, man, I mean 2 o'clock in the morning to find me out in the woods sometime going, God, what? Talk to me. And, really, I'm wanting him to write it in the sky. I'm wanting to hear it with these ears. That's all I knew. And I must have asked him 500 times. Talk to me. Talk to me. Lord, just tell me. What do you want? Tell me. Talk to me. How many know God is a spirit? Spirit. He communicates with us through our spirit. His spirit bears witness with what part of our being? Our, not our head. Not our emotions, not our feelings, not our body. His spirit bears witness with our spirit. Finally, I was in our little uh, mobile home. (laughs) Knelt down by our genuine imitation leather couch. (laughs) With the red shag carpet. (laughs) And... uh, The Lord spoke to me. I don't mean to heard an audible voice, but very definitely. He spoke to me. He said, son, I've said many things to you already in the book. You don't know them. Find out what I've already said to you. And if I want to say anything else to you, I will. (laughs) And I got a revelation. (laughs) should have had it already but I got a revelation and I reached over and picked up my Bible and I thought glory to God God's going to talk to me right now and I just opened it up and how many know you can open it to any page any page and if you'll have faith to listen start reading and what happens God starts talking and it's a more sure word than any prophecy through any man or woman that you'll ever get Or any angelic visitation or vision that you'll ever have. Anything like that you'd get, you should check it with the written word. It's the more sure word. And the thing is, while you're hearing, 
you're seeing. Words are not just letters linked together. If I say dog, you don't think D-O-G. Doesn't mean anything. In fact, I could say it to you in a language you didn't understand and mean nothing to you. Words are containers, aren't they? They're like cups or bowls. They contain something. Spiritual words contain spiritual quantity and supply. And when God speaks, there's no word of his that is void of power. (laughs) When he speaks, there's something to see in what you hear. And as you hear, you see. How many have been reading something in this Holy Bible and you said, I see that. I see that. Glory to God. I see that. That's how you're going to see him. And the more time we spend with our eyes on this, the more we're going to see. And the more we read it in faith. Watch about just reading to be reading. It's not going to help you that you say, I read X amount of chapters. Well, whoop de doo What would you get out of it? Or maybe we should say, what did you see? And I read 12 chapters. Great. What did you see? Oh, I, I just read. Well, you better read them again. Because there's plenty to see. Somebody said out loud, when I read this holy book, God speaks to me. And when he speaks to me, I see it. Glory to God. When he speaks to me, I see it. Say it again. Close your eyes. Say it again. When he speaks to me, me, I see it. it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to John 16. John 16. 16, 13. Here's a second way. And it's really connected to the first, but that God gives us vision says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will, he'll do what? This is Jesus talking. This is the master. He said the spirit of God will what? He will show you. Things to come. That's not just for prophets or apostles. It's for believers. Everybody. Say it out loud. He will show me things to come. It doesn't have to be in an angelic visitation. It doesn't have to be in an open vision. You can get the sense of it in your spirit. The eyes of your understanding can be enlightened. It can be in a dream in the nighttime. Yes, sir. It can just be something that comes before your mind in the middle of the day. And you realize that wasn't me. That was the Lord. This is available to every believer. I said every believer. Every believer. And essential equipment for doing the plan of God. There's no other way to do it. He said he will show you things to come. Keep reading. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall do what? Oh, there's a lot of showing going on. (laughs) Right? 
Let us show it. What happens when he shows us something? Come on, saints. What happens? When he shows us something, we're changed as we look at it. And we're enabled to do it. If we can see him do it, we can do it. All things, verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I that he will take of mine, and what will he do? He will show it unto you. Show it unto you. So the Spirit of God will show us things. Even when we're not reading the Bible. And what we're talking about is fellowship with God, but folks have limited fellowship with God to kneeling by the bed with your hands folded, which is a very short amount of your day. No, we can commune with God while you're getting ready in the morning. How many ever had the Lord minister something to you while you was getting ready? Now you saw hands go over and a lot of people going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Yeah, because you can do that without thinking. And God can catch you <laughs> while you're not thinking about a bunch of other stuff and just something come right up from your spirit. But we can train ourselves to do that all day long and all night long and being focused on him. The Bible said pray without ceasing. Doesn't mean you're knelt down speaking in tongues 24-7. It was said that somebody asked Smith Wigglesworth about his prayer. How long did he usually pray? What did he say? About 10 minutes, whatever. But he hardly ever went 10 minutes without praying. He was praying without stopping. He didn't just say, this is my prayer time. Now I'm started. Now I'm done. Now I'm going to be carnal like the rest of the world for the rest of the day till I have my prayer time. We can renew our minds so that we are continually making ourselves aware of his presence. And talking to him all the time and not just talking to him, letting him speak to us. And when he speaks to you, you see. Somebody say glory to God. Vision from God comes into us through his words. Vision comes into us from God through his spirit. And here's another thing. Go to Philippians, please. Philippians. Chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Does it matter what you think on? Okay, you're watching a movie. What are you thinking about? (laughs) That movie. And what spirit are you fellowshipping with? Whatever spirit or spirits inspired the writers of the scripts. And whatever spirit or spirits the actors are yielding to, to play the characters. What about if you yield to the Spirit of God? 
What about if you come to a place where people are yielding to the Spirit of God? Makes it easy for you to yield to the Spirit of God. That's why it's profitable. The Bible talked about in Acts, a group of believers came together. Said there were in the church at Antioch, prophets and teachers, and it gives off their names. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost began to say some things that directed whole ministries. Why? Because when we get together and get on the same page, one thing inspires another thing in somebody else, and it builds and it flows. That's what 1 Corinthians talking about when he had to tell them, if somebody's flowing, now let the other one hold his peace. You see one thing building off of another. And anybody that's operated something like this, you know it's true. You might not have had anything until they started giving out what they had. And then you saw something. You got something. Now, we got to learn, though, just because you see something doesn't mean you're supposed to give it out necessarily. Could just be for you. But uh, when you think on something, and you put your mind on it, and give your mind to it, you have just opened up your spirit to it. There's a mind connection. The Bible said, if any two of you agree as touching anything they ask, touching. When you and I put our mind on the same thing and open up our spirit to the same thing, we touch it in the spirit. When you put your mind on something bad, you let it touch you. You let it touch your spirit. But when you put your mind on the Lord, oh, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the... Why the peace? Why the peace? Romans 8 says to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and why the peace? He's the God of peace. Because when you put your mind on him, you have opened your spirit up to him. And his spirit touches your spirit with his peace and his presence manifests. See, the Lord started us off this way in this meeting. About what we're thinking at, about what we're looking. If I'm thinking about you and you're thinking about me and I'm looking at you and you're looking at me, it limits us severely. When I talk about this, I'm reminded again and again of when I was a little boy. My dad bought myself and brother and our friends a tent because we liked to camp out. We lived out in the country. And so we'd go camp out. Man, we I thought I was Tarzan. I mean, we swang from the trees. Swang, that's not a good word, is it? <laughs> Swung, whatever. From the trees, ran through the bushes, we fished, we all, oh, man. And should have been concerned about some things. I mean, we're down in the deep south, and there's snakes in these ponds and streams. You saw them out there, but we'd just go stomp around and splash and jump in alligators in some of these places and we'd ski and just have a big time but no fear at all probably should have had some more respect for some of these things but no fear boy it would sure motivate you not to fall when you're skiing man 
And if you did fall, you're going, hey, hey, get the boat back. Hey, hey. Because <laughs> we'd see the gators, you know. <laughs> and uh, no fear. Somebody say no fear. no fear. I'm talking about no fear. No fear. Just young boys. And, but we'd camp out and fix our beans and our fish, whatever we had. And invariably, after the meal, somebody's going to tell a scary story. Yeah. Remember what I'm talking about? Oh, man. And then somebody's going to try to top that. And it's more bloody and more gory and more scary. And then the next guy's got to top that. And after two hours of that, you heard a twig pop. What was that? You hear that? You see that? And I mean fear, brother. Your hair is standing up on the back of your neck. I mean goosebumps are just sticking out. You're, you're just almost shaking. The spirit of fear was manifest on us. We're seeing stuff in every shadow. We're ready to run home. Well, now, why didn't we have any fear swimming with snakes and alligators, swinging from vines we know are going to break either this time or the next? (laughs) Why? Because our mind is not on it. But when we sit there and all of us are sitting there thinking about that same story and we're focused on that same thing and the spirit of fear manifests right there on us. We're letting fear touch us because of where our mind is. Well, the Bible said, in fact, just turn there, Luke Hold your place in Philippians if you can. Go to Luke 24. Would it work the other way? Hmm? If it'll work with fear, the enemy being able to manifest himself more. And see, that's what people get into when they just start talking about demons all the time. Demons, demons, demons. Everybody's got two or three and there's under every bush and under every chair. And people start having manifestations of demons. And they think that shows they're more spiritual than other people. And they don't realize they're inviting it. They're yielding to it. They're allowing it. If you get your mind on these things, you open yourself up to it. If you focus on it and think about it and talk about it all the time, you're going to have more manifestation of Fear and the enemy's things. What if, though, you kept your mind stayed on him? What if all of us come together and we get in one place and we get in one mind and one accord? And we're not all thinking about fried chicken or devils. We're thinking about (laughs) Jesus. We're not all thinking about each other and what we got on. And he's got a string on his pants and he used a double negative and... That's the wrong reference. That's not three one. It's one three. And anybody know what I'm talking about? So many times the crowd and the preachers are so much in the flesh. Just in the flesh. Why, how you went in the flesh? That's all we're aware of. That's all we're aware of. That's all our minds on. It's what we're seeing and hearing in the natural. I'm excited because we've begun, even in this meeting. 
to do differently. It's happening in many other places. I don't mean just us, but we have begun. I think there are times you've been sitting there with your eyes open and you see me, but you don't see me. Am I right? I know there's times when I'm seeing you, but I'm not seeing you. Glory to God. And what if all of us got our mind on Him? And all of us together are seeing Him. Well, just like that fear was manifested at the camp, He's going to be manifested. The Bible said after Jesus had been crucified, and after He's been raised from the dead, Luke 24, the Bible said two men, verse 13, were walking on the road. They're going to a village called Emmaus. Verse 15, it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, who were they talking about? Verse 14, they were talking about Jesus. What had happened? While they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Oh, did you see this picture now? Let's say me and you walking along, talking about Jesus, talking about Jesus, thinking about Jesus. Next thing you know, there he is. Didn't he say where two or three of you are gathered in my name? What does that mean in my name? Well, in his name, you wouldn't be thinking about a bunch of other junk. In his name, you're there for him, to see him, to hear him, to think about him. And there he is. Read on down in the, in the same chapter. They ran back and they told the other folks that they had seen the Lord. In verse 34, it said also, the Lord is risen indeed, and he's appeared to Simon. And they told what things were done in the way, and how he was known of them in breaking bread. And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said, Peace. Be unto you. Oh, do you see the principle, friend? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Why? Because when you put your mind on Him, you open your spirit to Him. It's an invitation to Him to manifest Himself. I've seen it. Just like we sat around that campfire as boys and talked and talked and thought about the wrong thing until the spirit of fear was intangible physical manifestation on us. In more recent times, I've sat around a table. I've talked to men and women and brothers and sisters about the things of God and about how God moved and about what God said. And while we were talking, there he was saying it again, doing it again. And now we're not talking about history. It's present. It's happening now. Somebody say happening now. Stand on your feet. Say happening now. Say it again. Happening now. Happening now. He is the great I am, I am, I am, I am. It's happening now. Happening. Close your eyes. Just focus on Him. Oh, Father, we bless You. Oh, Father, we praise You. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, 
visit our website at morelife.org.